if you're the kind of person that can see that vision for yourself and you can't go on unseeing it, you have the courage to just even look for something like that. You have courage to say that's possible. And if someone is going to do it, why not me? If somebody is going to be the exception, it may as well be me. You're listening to The Life and Money Show, a podcast that brings you the stories and strategies of people who are living a meaningful and intentional life by design, building true wealth for their families and impacting the world around them. And now here are your hosts. Well, hello, everyone. Annie Dickerson here. And on behalf of the entire Good Egg Investments team, I wanted to welcome you to another episode of the Life and Money Show, where we talk about everything from investing to financial freedom to mindset, parenting, travel, creating a life by design and everything in between. And boy, do we have a great conversation for you today. We're going to talk all about courage and mindset and what it means to your life by design and your investing and your financial future. But first, I'm here with my amazing co-host, Susan Elliott. Susan, how are you today? Doing pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, How about yourself? I am excellent. Now, Susan, you just had a major milestone birthday yesterday. Mm -hmm. And when this show airs, actually, you're going to be off the grid. You're going to be like in the mountains. Tell us a little bit about what you're doing to celebrate this milestone birthday. Yes. I figured turning 40 was there's something super special about the decade birthdays. Let's we can all agree there. But specifically for this one, I wanted to create a challenge for myself that would, like I said, challenge me physically right now. That's an ultra running. That's kind of my current flavor of challenge, physical challenge, and also was like in a beautiful place was kind of a gift to myself. So I originally was looking for just really cool races around this time period, but I found this trip and it's through Aspire Adventure Running Company, a tour company. And it is essentially a three day or a five day total, but three days of running in the North Cascades. So right up near the Canadian border in Washington, outside of Bellingham, which is north of Seattle in the mountains. And it'll be three days. This happens to be a climate summit week trip of theirs. I was originally going to do a bigger traverse of mountain ranges, but there's forest fires down there. So I'm going to do this one. And I quite like the lodge scenario. We get to take hot showers and eat really lots of hot food and run some big miles (laughs) for three days straight. So my goal is to do the 20 to 22 mile distance every day. There are lower mileages if I get injured or something, but I'm going to, even if I'm in pain, even if I have blisters, I'm going to try to still do it because The one thing I found from one other time that I've done two big days back to back on a 40 mile total run distance was that it was amazing the pains that kind of melted away the second day that you thought, I don't know how I'm going to be able to run with this niggle in my knee or my ankle. And suddenly after a few miles, there was a different niggle in your different ankle or hip or something. And it just changes, it evolves. And so that taught me that you can actually start not knowing if you can do it or not start the day. And that's what I plan on doing. So it's a big gift to myself. And I hope that everybody can take the time and the financial spending money on myself is not something I do very well. Spending time this much time away from my family isn't easy with a one and a half year old and a five year old, but I know that it's going to be really refreshing and rewarding for me. So Mm -hmm. that's what I'm doing. Wow. It's that self-care. It's like extreme self-care, right? It's like- finding that thing that really drives you, that challenges you, that's going to be this memorable experience that you'll never forget. 
and taking that time, carving out that time to be able to do that for yourself. That is incredible. And I wanted to ask before we move on, because the topic of the conversation today is courage. So when you signed up for this, I know you've done a number of these ultra runs and challenges and things. Does it scare you? Because it terrifies me as I'm not a runner. (laughs) It terrifies me. I could not think of anything possibly more terrifying than to be out and like 20 miles ahead of me. It's mind blowing. Does it scare you? Or at this point, are you pretty much like, okay, I know I can do this. It's just a little bit of a stretch. It's a little bit scary. It's enough that it's like exciting, scary. I don't know if I'll be able to do the big distance on the third day, for instance. That's what scares me. Like, will I be able to wake up that day and do the 22 miles? And I think what makes it less scary is that, especially with this type of trip, is that I have the option to do less. And in fact, that's actually, it's not ideal for me. So I originally signed up for a trip that was, like I said, a point A to point B traverse. So we would have been running essentially like 25 miles and then 32 miles the second day and then 25 miles. That's a bigger, longer distance. But you also like can't opt for a shorter distance when you have to run to camp. Oh, yes, that's (laughs) Um, right. (laughs) So you need to wake up that day and commit to doing the longer distance in that scenario. So I want to take that mindset and still tackle this new version Mm -hmm. of the trip with that same mindset because I did set a big goal for myself and I want to try to reach it. So it doesn't scare me as much. And another thing that I draw upon, and we'll talk about this with courage, is just that like I have little moments where I acknowledge my strength every day when I'm doing small things and running. So I went for a 10-mile run last weekend. And I remember at nine miles, at 10 miles, thinking like, oh, I'm almost done. And this run next weekend already have finished half of my running distance and like, oh, I feel like I could run another five or 10 miles right now. And so I can draw upon that experience of like, oh, okay, I regularly run half this distance for two days in a row. And if I can do that, then it surely I can kind of take it a little bit further. So maybe it's daunting when you sign up because I wasn't necessarily trained up for it when I decided to do this back in January but I've taken the whole year doing other long distance stuff. And this is certainly the three biggest days I will have ever done by Mm -hmm. far. We'll see. There's two things I want to quickly pull out of what you said, which I think are really going to be valuable for our conversation today. One is the recognizing the small wins and the strengths along the way. That's so important as you're building this muscle, this new pathway to conquer something, a new challenge. And the other thing that you said was almost like this safety net If for some reason you're not able to complete it or you don't feel up to it that day, then you kind of have a backup plan, which is so important for any time with investing, with finances, with anything that you're trying to, anything new that you're trying to pursue to have kind of a plan B just in case, because you never know 100% how it's going to go. I think that's a great way to start. And I think it's safe to acknowledge too, that sometimes it's valuable to pull the safety net. And I think it depends on how we all function too. Maybe you're the kind of person that actually performs better with the safety net there. I know that in my finances, I have to do that. I need a safety net to do things. But with like adventure and outdoors, I have a little bit more just like confidence and wherewithal that I don't need as much of a safety net. Perhaps I could have signed up originally that traverse one where there was less of a safety net there. There was like, I could wake up and decide not to run that day, but I couldn't decide to say, I'm only going to do 10 miles today. And I think that's a personal thing. I like that you pulled that out and it's courageous to do both of those. 
There is no one that is better than the other by any means. Yeah. Anyways, one more thing I have to add is that on top of that, I decided to fundraise for an organization that I love to do this because there's something about spending so much time on myself that sometimes I get the little guilty brain in there, but also to leverage that I'm sharing updates about my training on social media, on Instagram and on LinkedIn, and I'm meeting up with people. I'm talking about this a lot. Why not use that energy to kind of point towards an organization that's doing really incredible work? So I set a goal of raising $1,000 for an organization called Free to Run. And we included it in our newsletter last week, which I was so excited about to share with our investor community here at Good Egg. And I'm happy to report that I'm about $50 away from that total. So I certainly will meet it before the end of the week, which I'm really so grateful for everybody that supported us there. So there's different kinds of taking on challenges too. And that was just a different flavor. Yeah. Well, for any longtime listeners, you know that impact is such an important piece of everything that we do here at the Life and Money Show, as well as at Good Egg Investments. It's not just about building wealth for the sake of building wealth so that you can sit on a beach. It's really about helping you become the fully expressed full version of yourself for you and your family so that you can then give back and do what you're passionate about and make a difference. And so, Susan, I love that you've incorporated that piece into this challenge. It just makes it like this full 360, this incredible thing that you're doing. And so before we dive into our conversation, we've already started talking about courage, but before we dive deeper for the listener, I just wanted to pause and say that we are so, so grateful for each and every one of you. We know you have a lot of choices every day, every week as to what to listen to, what to put into your earbuds or into your cars, you're driving, walking, cooking, or whatever you're doing as you're listening to this podcast. So we're so grateful that you choose to spend this time with us. And as part of that, we want to make sure that we are serving you the best way that we can. We want to know who you are. We want to know what you're interested in listening about, what keeps you coming back, what you want to hear more about. And so if you could, please do us a favor. And when you get a chance, obviously don't do it if you're driving right now, but when you get a chance, we'd love to hear from you. We put together a quick survey so you can share your feedback and ideas. Just go to goodegginvestments.com slash survey. So take that survey, let us know what you want to hear more of, and we will do our best to kind of steer the podcast and the conversations in that direction to give you more of what you're looking for. All right. With that, Susan, let's start our conversation about courage and mindset with a special quote from a book that you've read. So why don't you share that with us? Tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, I came across the book called Courage is Calling by Ryan Holiday. And If you haven't heard of his work, he writes a lot about Stoicism and the great scholars and thinkers of the Stoic time and today, scholars and philosophers today. It's definitely a way of looking at life, a framework, you might say, to be able to kind of approach everyday decisions, everyday actions and behaviors. And courage is this central pillar to that philosophy, but it also comes up a lot when we think about investing and how we want to grow our families and travel with them and live our lives by design to be able to have the courage. So I came across this quote, courage is the management of and triumph over fear. It's the decision in a moment of peril or day in and day out to take ownership, to assert agency over a situation, over yourself, 
over the fate that everyone else has resigned themselves to. We can curse the darkness or we can light a candle. We can wait for someone else to come and save us, or we can decide to stand and deliver ourselves. Which will it be? Every hero faces this choice. When I think about what really stuck with me is this concept of like, we have control, we have agency, we can curse the darkness, or we can light a candle. The choice is up to us. And courage is really what makes the difference there. Every morning as I'm getting ready for the day, I have makeup corner in my house. And I have this framed quote there by Anais Nin. And she says, life shrinks or expands in proportion to one's courage. And I think this Ryan Holiday quote speaks to that as well. It's like, it's really up to you. You want more opportunity. You want that life by design. You want to build wealth. You want to achieve fire, financial independence, retire early. You want all those things in your life. You want to create a legacy for your kids. Well, it's going to be on the other side of this thing that you're scared of that may involve some of your courage. And so it's really up to you. You can stay where you are in your comfort zone, or Mm -hmm. you can kind of take this leap. Where everyone else has resigned them to themselves too. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I love that piece. It's a call to action. Yeah. I think that's what you were going to say. And I think he's also pointing here to like, this is courage is going against the status quo. It's going against the easy sort of given to you plan. It's going, and that can be small, small action too. It doesn't have to be big, scary, audacious action either. It can be just like lighting a single candle. It can be deciding to stand up and deliver ourselves, as he said. So deciding to say, I'm going to do one thing today that moves towards this like crazy dream that no one else may think is possible or that no one else has even heard of because I know it's true. I believe in it. Yeah. So tell us, Susan, about one thing that in your life that maybe terrified you at one point, but you decided, nope, I'm not going to curse the darkness. I'm going to light a candle. I'm going to take this and I'm going to apply my courage and I'm going to get out of my comfort zone. And now you're like, oh yeah, it's like, oh yeah, that's part of my life. I have that now. Yeah, I think two things come to mind. Just I started to think about in finances, because that's something that I've really tackled in the past five, six years since I found real estate investing, but really like just consciously and starting to actually have an investing plan at that point. And one was like, I am going to buy a house and turn it into a rental after we're done living in it within the shortest amount of time. And I am going to cash flow it. And that simple decision that It sounds like now that I'm in this space, I'm in real estate investing, people are doing that all the time, left and right. That was not part of my community at the time. I was a kayak instructor turned into an engineer, very like stay in your lane professional type of career where you just kind of put your money in the 401k that your company offers you and forget about it and pat yourself on the back for putting however, right, however right. percentage You've you want in there. You've checked the box. You've done the You've thing. Check that yeah. box. Look at you. You're doing great, even though you may actually not be putting in enough at all mm-hmm. to get towards whatever yeah. financial number that you want to get to. But I was like, I got, I'm going to fast track this. I'm going to take it into my own hands. And just that action of like, I think that there's a way that either I'm fast tracking it, or at least I'm like taking very conscious action to make up some time 
for the time I haven't been investing, I believed that real estate could do a little bit more for me than putting that money blindly into that 401k. And thank goodness, because now I've learned so much more about those managed mutual funds. And I'm like, wow. Yeah. But to do that, and so not just to say like our family's going to buy a home, which is a big decision too. We're not going to rent. We were moving every six months. I swear to you, within the first two years of my daughter's life, we moved like six times to just find a good rental, to find a cheap rental or to live in a better place without black widows on the walls. That was a scary night. So we bought the house and within a year, it was a duplex. It was a cash flowing duplex and we moved out. It was beautiful. And then I think the second time that took courage because I had that experience and now I'm in the real estate space. I'm reading bigger pockets. I'm thinking about starting my own business because it's so much fun. I'm like, I can do this. People like me can do this. That was the the big mindset shift that was happening then. But I realized that I don't want to hustle like this. I don't want to sacrifice the early years of my kids' youth to working on the weekends, to doing something in addition to my 40-hour-a-week job plus hours. And I was just like, there has to be a wetter way. So to take the courage then to actually just say, I'm only going to invest in syndications. I'm going to be a passive investor. I'm going to skip this like early stage hustle period that it sounds like everyone thinks you have to do first, literally. Like it didn't make sense to some of the people I was talking to, like, oh, you must have a portfolio of like 15 houses in order to transition. I'm like, no, no, no. I just transitioned. (laughs) I have better stuff to do with my time. And so kind of going against the flow in that way actually has taken me a lot of courage and ownership of it. Now I'm not scared to talk about it that way with my friends that did hustle and have 10 houses and are exhausted. Moving into passive investing. Let me tell you about it. It's great. I'm curious because this is such an interesting point that it's not like we go through our daily lives and we've got this bucket of courage and we're like, okay, where can I put this toward? It never happens like that. It's like when we're least expecting it, something happens. It's the call to courage, right? The hero's journey. Yeah. It's the yeah. call to courage that you're like, oh my gosh, I didn't even think about this, but something in me is calling me. Did you have moments like that for the two stories that you share, one or both? Yeah. I mean, the calling to me as I had a one-year-old daughter and I'm looking at my engineering trajectory, both like the earning trajectory, but also like the time it's going to take and hours per week, years. The fact that that's a career too, where I couldn't live out this full-time travel dream that I have because we have to be located in an office. And there was so much good about it too, that I think a big part of that courage was like, I have a different vision for my family and my life. And now that I'm here with my family, now that I have a child, I'm not one of these women that knew she was going to have children. But now that I have one and I have a happy marriage and we built our marriage on travel, go listen to our episode on dealing with finances as a couple, my backstory of how my husband and I met in China doing kayaking on the Yangtze River. But I wanted to evolve there. And I was like, kind of looking at this point where I was like, I am going to have to go against the norm here to change this. I am going to have to potentially not work in engineering. This thing that I've worked hard for, I just went back to grad school. I just got my degree. I'm on my way to becoming a professional engineer, the PE to get the stamp. Like there's so much momentum there and security. Like to go against all of that is really scary. I was called to it. My daughter called me to it. 
my family, but just like recognizing who I am as a person. And I think I had not acknowledged that like, wait a minute, I am the kind of explorer, creative people person and an educator at heart. Those aren't actually being served in this life path that I've chosen, I think. And it wasn't a light bulb. It was like a dimmer switch. Have you been thinking about investing in real estate, but aren't sure you have the time or the desire to manage the investment? Perhaps you're afraid like we were that you'll make the mistake of choosing the wrong market or the wrong team and lose your entire investment. Well, that's exactly why we created the Good Egg Investor Club. We do the work of identifying solid real estate investment opportunities in the best markets around the country and then partner with you to acquire these investments and then we'll all share in the returns. We'll identify the growing markets, strong, experienced teams, and the solid deals. We do all the heavy lifting of managing the tenants and the renovations. And as a passive partner, you get to enjoy all the benefits of investing in real estate, monthly cash flow, long-term appreciation, and the ongoing tax benefits. When we first discovered passive investing through real estate syndications, we realized it fit perfectly into our busy lives. We could put our money to work for our families, work less, and get more time back in our days so that we could focus on what matters most and discover our true passion and purpose in life. We've now helped hundreds of people invest passively in real estate syndications and are seeing the positive impact it's had on their lives. We invite you to partner with us by joining the Good Egg Investor Club today so you can start putting your money to work for you and get more time back in your day because we know that when people have more time in their days, they can do the true work they were intended to do and the world will be a better place. To sign up for the Good Egg Investor Club, go to goodegginvestments.com slash invest and we'll take it from there. That's goodegginvestments.com slash invest. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. I know exactly what you're talking about because something similar happened to me back when we launched Good Egg Investments, actually in the months leading up to it, when I discovered real estate syndications, actually, it was a huge call to courage for me because many of the listeners will know this, that in the 10 years after college, I had nine different jobs and I was going from teaching to game design to instructional design and just could not find my fit within the W2 world. And I was like, darn it, I'm going to figure this out. I'm just going to keep going from job to job to job until I find that right one. And, you know, this real estate thing kind of came out of left field for me. And at the time, it was like that dimmer switch you're talking about. I was like, oh, this is the answer. It's kind of like, oh, this is interesting to me, how I could kind of build our portfolio. We had done some real estate investing at that point, but I wasn't really that involved in it. It was more my husband doing it. And I thought, oh, wait, I could do this. I could figure this out. And I started to learn more about it. And that's when I still remember clear as day. One day I was walking the dog, listening to a podcast. I think it was a Bigger Pockets podcast and they were talking about the Burr method. And they didn't bother to define Burr because it was like this term that everybody knew. Talked about so way, much. Right? Yeah. If any of the listeners don't know, the Burr method stands for buy, rehab, or renovate, rent out, refinance, repeat. It's always a pop yes. for me. Yes. So many R's. You have to get them yes. in the order too. Right. But basically when I went home and I looked that up, it blew open this like fourth wall in my mind. I was like, 
wait a second, you're telling me I could take the same pot of money and invest it in a property, do this work to renovate it, bring up that after repair value, and then I could sell it or refinance it, pull that original money out and then do it again. And I don't have to keep spending all this time working a job to save up this money, then buy a house, then rent it out. I could just reuse the same pile of money. It completely changed the paradigm for me. And that was the aha moment for me to where I said, wait a second, this could be the answer to me no longer having to work all these jobs. Because if I did the math, I was like, if I just buy this many houses, each creating this amount of cash flow every month, then I don't have to work anymore. And it was like this sudden solution for me. And that was the call to courage for me because I was like, okay, this is amazing. Wait a second. I don't know how to do any of this. How do I do this? I've never done this before. Do I invest out of state? But it was Mm -hmm. that driving, like that motivation that was the first step for me. And I was like, oh my gosh, I could do this. And then the courage had to come in when I said, but how can I do this? I don't know all these pieces. Mm-hmm. And that's when I started I have to, to figure, figure it out. out. And the courage is not being turned away at that moment. Right. At that moment where you see this vision and it might be foggy. You may not even like really understand it or believe in it, but you know that it's possible for you and you take action to pursue it. And it can be tiny action. If you don't quit your job and invest $100,000 into something, you have no idea what's going on, right? You read a book, you talk Mm -hmm. to somebody, you take a little bit of time every day. I love that. Now that as you're saying it, I'm like, you're right. It was this sort of like, I could build this real estate family business, as we'll call it. For me, that was like what I saw it as. Like, if I can manage our real estate portfolio, I don't have to work. I can be the like full time parent travel planner and world school my kids around the world. And that's still all to come because of now Mm -hmm. I don't have to manage my own houses. I just have to manage all our passive investments and earn a lot more right now. We're in that stage where we're okay. This is a big step towards that. We're going to earn more Mm -hmm. to invest more. Wow. I love it. And I think that courage is such about believing that we were meant for something above average, or you're seeing something that's like, oh, that's different. And a little scary. Yeah. And there's that like, in between limbo moment, right? And I experience this every time when I think about all the major times of my life where I needed courage, there's this in between moment where you see the vision or you have the vision, you're like, this could be my reality. And then you're like, but wait, I don't know how to get there. I don't know how to do this. I can't, or I don't know how. And then the fear sets in and then you kind of toggle back and forth. You can't unsee the vision once you've Mm -hmm. seen it, that life by design, that building wealth, that investing, whatever it is, you can't now unsee it because now it's in your life. So now the decision is, okay, do I face my fear, step up, bring the courage and pursue this thing where I know I could fail, fall flat on my face or any other number of outcomes, right? Or do I try to just stuff this away and go back to my life knowing that this vision is out there, but I'm just going to tuck it away. So there's that limbo moment. I experienced that when I first started with real estate investing. And I experienced that with quitting my job to start this business. I had that moment of limbo where I was like, well, I could just keep working for a salary and I could try doing this on the side, 
Or I could really try to go full force into this, but that would involve me not having a salary. And what would that look like? That's safety net, Annie. That's the safety net. And at that moment in taking courage, you needed to not have the safety net. Yeah, it's true. It's true. In planning, and I still remember this moment at my kitchen table where I went back and forth, back and forth for weeks. I asked everybody I knew what they think I should do. I devoured books about job changes, starting a business, things like that. I was trying to find this answer for somebody else to tell me what to do. I was like, I don't have the courage to do this. Please, somebody just push me off the cliff and make me do it or tell me to step back. And I remember sitting in my kitchen table, I had heard on another podcast, this exercise about fears versus opportunities. And I took a piece of paper and I just divided it in half. And one half is thinking about all the fears I had around this situation, which at that present moment was quitting my job to start a business, something I had never done before. And I wrote down all my fears. And in my head at the time, these fears were huge. They were things like, Mm -hmm. I'd have to buy myself a new computer. Things that are so silly when you write them down, right? But they were huge in my head. Not having the paycheck, obviously, is quite a substantial one. Health benefits, things like that. But once I wrote it down, I saw it for what it was. And each one was the same size line item as the others. It wasn't like they were huge taking up the whole sheet of paper. And then on the other side were the opportunities. So I put aside the fears for a second. And I said, well, if I did this thing, what is possible if I quit my job and start this business? And all of a sudden, all this stuff poured out of me, the impact, the people that I could help, this brand, this awareness around real estate investing and passive investing and syndications, the education, like all of this poured out of me. And I filled up that whole half of the page. And then I looked at the sheet and I was like, wow, look at this imbalance. These fears are taking up so much of my brain But in reality, there are things that I could deal with. There are things that I could overcome. You can answer. Yeah. Yeah. Look at these opportunities. And so for anybody who's listening, if you're- That's a great exercise. Trying to do something to create your life by design, and you're not sure if that's the right thing for you, or you're scared to do it, scared to take action. This is a super simple exercise. Take any sheet of paper, divide it in half- on one side, list all of your fears. On the other side, list all your opportunities. And that is the first line of that quote that we mentioned. The courage is the management of and triumph mm-hmm. over fear. Mm-hmm. That was Annie managing yeah. that fear. I mean, that's management, right. making a list, they kind of go hand that's in right. hand, but that's how you triumphed over it. You just wrote it down. You revealed it. You brought it to light and you're like, oh, wait, that's actually like, if mm-hmm. it stays inside my head, it becomes a demon or it becomes just like super powerful, but I don't have to let it be powerful. I don't have to let the fear be powerful. That is taking the courage to take it one step further than just seeing it and saying, no, I can't do that. Yes. And something I'll add because courage and what we're talking about here can sometimes be so ambiguous and intangible. So just using that same example, I'll just share kind of how I overcame that fears and opportunities is one thing. But, you know, I also realized if I was going to start this business, I needed to know how to do it. I needed to learn the steps to it. I needed to learn the risks and I needed to learn what other people had done before me. So I actually invested in a course back then. That was one of my biggest fears too, because I was 
investing $5,000 into this Mm -hmm. course, which at that time was this monumental amount of money. And I was like, oh my gosh, five that my kids were like four and one at the time. And the thought of spending $5,000 on something that I wasn't 100% would pan out for me was terrifying. But mm-hmm. on the flip side, when I thought about investing it rather than spending it, I thought, okay, I'm investing this in myself, in my own education. And who better, right, than to invest in myself? And to try to create, to realize this vision that I want to create and set this example for my kids. And it kept me on the hook because that $5,000 was enough to get me up every morning before my kids got up and to take those courses, do all of the homework, do all of the exercises, because I was like, darn it, Mm -hmm. I'm going to make this $5,000 make it worth it. it." (laughs) Yes, 100%. So yeah, you had courage to see that you needed to learn a little bit yes. and you had courage yeah. to wake up every day and keep going with it. And you started that with like, courage can be ambiguous. Like, what is it? And do I have it? Oh, I probably don't have it. But really like, even if you're the kind of person that can see that vision for yourself and you can't go on a unseeing it and you just know that it's there, like you have the courage to just even look for something like that. Mm-hmm. You have courage to say, that's possible. And if someone is going to do it, why not me? If somebody's going to be the exception, it may as well be me. And that's going to take you just a little bit further. I hope that our listeners can listen to all these stories we have and what we've learned about courage and start seeing that you are already courageous in whatever it is that you want to do with your life, because it does take little bits of courage to be able to break away from the status quo. And quite honestly, the status quo is not going to allow you to retire. It's not going to give you a savings. It's not going to let you live your biggest, most beautiful self and impact the people around you the way that you want to, because we'll just kind of sink into something that we didn't mean for ourselves. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And so let this be your wake up call. Like Susan was talking about your wake up call. If you're listening to this, maybe this is your wake up call. Maybe this is something that you've been putting off for a while, looking into investing or Another thing is finding a community of other people who are doing what you want to do because success leaves clues, as they say. And so you don't have to reinvent the wheel. Find people who have already done it before you and talk to them, ask them. That takes courage too, right? Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. just reach out to them. Maybe it's not this big step of investing 50K or 100K or committing to a year of travel or whatever it is for you. Maybe it's just, okay, I think I want a year of travel. Let me find somebody who did that for a year or maybe even somebody who did it for a month. And let me ask Mm -hmm. them how they did it. How did they plan it? Let me just take them out for coffee. That takes courage too. So it doesn't have to be these big grand gestures. It can be these little baby Mm -hmm. steps. And that's another thing is, figure out ways to take baby steps toward that vision that you want to build a proof of concept little by little, by talking to people, by taking small steps with risks that you're comfortable with. And little by little, you're Mm going to get closer and closer. And reach out to Annie or I anytime. If we ever drop something that you said, oh, I think that I could do that. Or even if we're in the process of it, or we've mentioned it at all before, we'd love to chat with you about it. You can find us both on LinkedIn. Yes, absolutely. And 
One last thing I will leave you with is if you've been thinking of investing in real estate and you've been looking at house hacking, investing out of state, flipping, short-term rentals and syndication, sure, burring all the different things. <laughs> and you're like, this is so totally overwhelming. I don't know if I want to do this. You just want to take a baby step in that direction. A great way to do that is through crowdfunding. It's something that hasn't really become available to the masses until fairly recently. And with crowdfunding, it's kind of like a Kickstarter. But instead of just getting a tchotchke at the end, you really get to invest your money and earn a real return. And so we have lots more on our website and our YouTube channel about how crowdfunding works. So definitely mm -hmm, look that up. Mm -hmm. Take that small step of courage if you're interested. Exactly. But we do currently have a crowdfunding offering available and open. It's open to anybody, whether you're an accredited investor or not, whether you've invested before or not, you have real estate experience or not, anybody can invest and for a relatively low minimum investment of just 10K versus our typical minimums of 50K or more. So to learn more about that opportunity, you can go to goodeginvestments.com slash growth two, the number two, growth two. And don't forget to take our survey as well. Share with us your thoughts and your feedback and to take that survey, go to goodeginvestments.com slash survey. All right, Susan, any last thoughts on courage? Anything else you want to share? That's it. Take a little courageous step today towards something. Yes, I love that. Mm -hmm. Take just one small step. That's something that I say every morning to myself today. I'm taking one small step toward my dreams. That's it. Doesn't yeah. even matter what it is, but one small conscious step. All right. To everybody listening, thank you so much again. We are so grateful for all of you choosing to spend your time with us. We hope you got some good nuggets out of this conversation. As Susan said, go take courage, take one courageous small step on something, anything toward your life by design, toward building wealth for your family. And we'll see you next time on the next episode of The Life & Money Show. Thanks, everyone. You've been listening to The Life & Money Show, the number one podcast for people who, like you, are living a meaningful and intentional life by design, building true wealth, and making an impact in the world. For more resources, check out goodegginvestments.com and be sure to join the Life & Money Show community on Facebook. And if you got value out of the show, please subscribe and give us a five-star review so we can continue to bring you amazing new conversations.